Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 207. And today, what I'm going to share with you is the live footage from the Rocky Mountain Resellers Conference that I spoke at. I did the closing keynote there. And you guys may have remembered in episode 200, I was planning for that event. Well, now what I want to do is give you the actual live footage so you guys can see exactly what I delivered and also see some of the twists and turns that uh, that I had to deal with while going through this presentation. Um, I kind of just kind of free-flied a little bit in some areas and it's funny because this was one of my first speeches in front of an audience of over 200 people and it was really awesome. I loved the energy, a little nervous like I was saying, but things just kind of happened because I was able to run off the energy in the room. Uh, we also did a Periscope session while we were doing that and that's the footage that you're going to hear today, all right? Now, if you want to watch me on stage, you can go to this episode, episode 207, that's the theamazingseller.com forward slash 207, and you can see the Periscope uh, footage there as well if you want to actually see it, but if you just want to listen, this is what that's going to be right here. I just pulled the audio from that live event. We had a ton of great conversations there with a lot of great people. I know some of you were there. I was able to meet you, shake your hand, and if I did, I want to say thank you so much for coming up to me and introducing yourself and uh, just being a listener. So uh, yeah, this has just been a great, great experience for me to be able to meet people. I'm going to be speaking in Miami here very soon as well. Hopefully, I can uh, give you some footage of that too. I'll probably be doing another Periscope there possibly, but uh, I'm going to stop talking now so you can go ahead and listen to this raw, uncut footage from Periscope that I did at the live event, the Rocky Mountain Resellers Conference, so enjoy this live, raw footage. All right, what do we got out there? Periscoping here too, and have all 300, which is pretty awesome. Uh, let's see here. Jim, can you grab the phone from me? That'd be great. Take the remote, make sure this remote is working. I'm going to have some problems. I'm going to put this on the back pocket, I think, here. Let's see, still working? Yep. Okay, all right, so how's everybody doing? <laughs> Everyone's packing full right now? Yeah. After uh, you guys just went and had some dinner. Uh, just wanted to first off say thanks so much for doing this, Travis. It's been awesome, and everybody that's been involved, the speakers, um, I've been inspired. Uh, Andy slamming, slammed it this morning um, with, uh, with his stories, really inspiring. I mean, just awesome, awesome stories. Um, you know, I'm here really today uh, because I did one thing, and that was I took action. All right, uh, I'm here not to say that I'm a guru, and I know this, I was referred to as a guru, and I, I don't qualify myself as a guru. I'm just a guy that's maybe a little bit further ahead in this, in this arena. Um, so I want everybody to know that I'm no one special, I'm a regular dude, 43 year old dude, um, that uh, just happened to give this thing a try. And uh, I have no college education, not even a day. And um, I'm, I, used, I used to be ashamed of that. I used to be ashamed of that. Um, because uh, you know a lot of my buddies, they went all went to school, they had an awesome time, partying and all this stuff. I got married when I was 21. And um, you know, I, I, I felt like I wasn't educated. But you know what? It worked out, and you know I kind of I owe a lot. And I said that earlier. If you guys were were around, I, I credited my father, who's here by the way, in the crowd. Papa B. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I still 
that's what taught me a lot, but I mean, he also was one of the reasons why I probably didn't go to college. Sorry. But it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because he, didn't know it. he uh, you know, he, he, he was raised on a farm. I mean, I think his parents had kids for farm hands. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Uh, and I really think that that's the truth, because that's where they, that's how he was raised, that's what they, they kind of did, right? You had kids, you had farmers. A lot of, their, a lot of his brothers and sisters went to the eighth grade, um, and then they started working on the farm. Hard workers. He taught me very, very young to work hard. Uh, I, uh, I never forget this story, and I want to share this with you. I think it's pretty, it's pretty funny now. Um, but I started selling stuff door to door when I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, my neighborhood. I don't know if you guys ever sold anything to your neighbors. Got a guy right here. That's, well, anybody sell stuff to neighbors? Yeah, quite a few. Was it like uh, something that you were doing like for maybe football or a sport or Girl Scout cookies or something like that? Okay, that's an easier sale, right? I mean, let's face it, your neighbor, they're supporting a cause, this, that, I was selling... I was my cut. I was selling these little uh, pieces of wood that they were, it was a white birch tree. My father would cut up and we would drill a hole in it and put a candle in it. And then we put like this green stuff around and we sell it at the holidays. So I go up to the door and I knock on it, I got like five bucks, right? So I was, I was introduced to selling very, very early and also rejection. Because I had neighbors that were like, ah, get out of here, kid. And that was cool, that was all right. But I learned at a young age to go out there and you know put myself out there and get rejected, really. Um, but it taught me a lot. I'm not going to bore you with all of the other little stories that I had growing up because I had a lot of those. I, I went out there and I, you know, I, I took action. A lot of stupid stuff I did um, that didn't really result in much, but I learned a ton. And by not going to college, it did also teach me that I don't have to be educated in a sense of that. Like in school, I was struggling to get C's in, in beats. Um, and just my mind was always working on what I wanted to do outside of school. And when you become an entrepreneur, that you guys will all know that if you don't already know it. Hard to focus, wake up early because you want to get the next thing done. You're excited and all that stuff. So really my message here today is that you guys got, I got a ton of information, right? I mean, tons and tons of information. There's so much stuff that we can do, right? So many different ways that we can go about it. The problem is you're going to go home all excited and then do some things or not do things because there's so much to do, right? Has anyone here ever been overwhelmed? If you didn't raise your hand, good for you. I was overwhelmed coming here, getting my stuff ready, getting this presentation slide deck done because I waited to the last minute, right? We all wait to the last minute, like that, that, uh, that essay that we waited on, right? You got that essay done. So one little tip here before I even get into this, make deadlines for yourself. Make yourself accountable. You'll get stuff done. I promise you. I got these slides done for you guys because I was forced to, but I wanted to. You get what I'm saying. I had to do it. Um, so let's see if these slides are going to work here first, because I, I seen Andy had the problem earlier and some of the other guys. So we are going to simplify the process and we're going to take action. That's my goal for you guys. A lot of guys say, what are you going to go up here and teach that? What strategy? You're going to teach your paper click thing? You're going to teach this? You're going to teach that? No, I'm not going to teach any of that stuff. Okay? Because you guys have probably already been taught that stuff. Or, like we were learning on the private label panel, a lot of that stuff might be too far ahead. You guys are jumping way down here. We don't need to be here yet. We're right here. Like that, that rope, we can use the same analogy, but we can say you're down there, we want to get here. Well, you've got to work first here and get down there. Right? So you have to take small steps, the compound effect, which I'll talk about later. It's all small, little stuff. We know what we need to do. 
Don't think there's a magic bullet. It's not out there. I'm here to tell you it's not out there. It's going to take work. It's going to take failures. It's going to take all of that stuff. So what I want to do, though, is I want to be able to talk about simplifying the process and taking action and giving you guys strategies that I've kind of learned through the process of how I got started. I'll, give you, I'll share a little bit of my own personal story uh, and how I went from being a 19-year-old kid in a construction business for my father, learning a trade, and now being able to really uh, just live where I want to live and do what I want to do. It's a lifestyle freedom business for me. That's what it's about. So let's see if these slides are going to work. Oh, yeah, look at that guy. So congratulations, I want to pat every one of you on the back. You guys should all reach around and pat yourself on the back. Hey, there's a guy right there, pat himself right there. Beautiful job. Right there. Right. Why should you pat yourself? Because you're here. There's a lot of people right now that aren't here. Right? They're not here. That's cool. Maybe they're doing other things, but you, you took action to get here, so that's one thing that you should be proud of. I don't think we're proud of ourselves for doing these things. Right? We need to be proud of ourselves. So congratulations. Give yourself a round of applause. I'll give you that. All right. So you're excited. Right? Right? It's a good picture, right? You're celebrating. She was celebrating. She got champagne. We got wine. I like the nighttime one. You gotta let loose a little bit. Right? I like it. You guys are all, you know, you guys ate and all that stuff, which is cool. If I have a few drinks, you know, a little loose, that's cool. Um, but, you know, that's where it starts, right? The excitement. Here, meeting people, getting excited. I'm excited. When I get around people like you and I get to talk and share, it excites me. It excites me and it should excite you, the opportunities that we have. We're talking about Amazon here, right? Well, Amazon is a great opportunity. I get people that say, Scott, isn't it saturated? Yeah, every market's saturated. There's, I mean, yeah, should we not start a brick and mortar business? Should we not start a pizza shop because there's three other ones in town? That hasn't stopped people. If you got good pizza, people are gonna buy it. So the, that whole thing, I don't, I don't even wanna talk about that because really, to me, it's excuses. Like, we always wanna make excuses because we know it's gonna be tough. If it's gonna be tough, we don't wanna do it, right? We always go away from pain and towards pleasure. It's just the way we're wired. So there's so many great ways to make money. We can sell on eBay, we can sell on Etsy. I was just talking to a girl earlier in the bar Crushing it on Etsy, guys. Crushing it on Etsy. So, should we ignore Etsy? No. But we, we can do that, right? We can sell on Amazon. We can sell retail R, online R. We can do wholesale. We can do dropship. We can do international markets, which you learned today, which I'm super excited about, right? But does that mean that we're going to go out and do everything right now? No. If you do that, what's going to happen? Probably going to not do anything because you're going to learn a little bit of this, learn a little bit of that, learn a little bit of this. Anybody here here Pat Flynn? Wow, not everybody. I'm surprised. All right. Good. Then I'm going to teach you something that he taught me. Something called just-in-time learning. Don't worry about building a Pinterest following because your product could line up with Pinterest. Learn that when that time's right. Right now, where are you in the process? Are you finding a product? Don't worry about sales tax. Worry about sales tax. You ain't even there yet. You didn't even get your product launched. Right? That's what we do. I've done it. I'm not sitting up here saying on the sofa, I said, I've not done that. I've, I've done that. That's why I'm telling you guys. But there's so many opportunities. There's no, there's no uh, simple way to start a business, but there's a way that you can do it. There's so many ways that are, are here right now. Okay, so we've learned a ton of them, and there's a ton more that aren't even on the slide. I think you guys have probably heard a lot more as well. All right, so the problem is overwhelmed. Someone help me, right? We all want that help. That's why you guys are here. Get some connections. Again, you guys are here, so you have great connections here. These people are all motivated. 
They're here, they flew here or drove here for miles, right? To be here. So the overwhelm can hurt you, but you also need to reach out for help. So don't be afraid to ask for help, all right? Let's see, next slide. Yeah, choose one thing and focus. Again, we go back to, okay, we wanna pick a product, but we're thinking about all the other things, a website, I need to, uh, we're learning about Facebook ads. I get so many people, Scott, I wanna start driving Facebook ads. Why? You haven't even touched paper and click yet, right? Because we want the next thing, we think it's the quick way, right? Choose one thing and focus, and I promise you, if you do that and you put the blinders on and get rid of all of the, the shiny objects, right? I know you guys are a lot like me when you're sitting there in your, in your inbox and you see something comes across that just is like, oh my gosh, what's this? Is this a new hack? Is this a new way that I can actually get in the market quicker? Can I do that? It's normal, but you have to put your blinders on. If there's emails that you're subscribed to that are distracting you, delete them or unsubscribe. That would be my first thing that I would say for you guys. Um, I've done it. I've done that too. If I can do it, you can. I'm a regular guy, like I said. No college degree, um, construction worker uh, when I started um, at 19 years old, uh, but basically I just chose to give this thing a shot. And, uh, and the Amazon thing is, is, is not even my primary business. I got into this thing as uh, a secondary, not even a secondary, a third stream of revenue. Um, and it, it kind of proved to, to be something I should probably pay attention to. So that's, uh, that's what I want to say there. So I'm going to show you guys a three-step approach. And again, I want you guys to walk away with saying like, man, that really just cleared it up for me. Like he took all of this stuff and made it really simple to focus on. If you can do that, I promise you, you're going to walk away and you're going to go, I got a plan. I know, I know what I need to do now. All right? And that's what I want to give you. I want you to be standing on that mountain and saying, I did. All right? Like Rocky did. <coughs> Anybody watch Rocky? All right, good. I got another slide I'll show you about Rocky. Why I love Rocky. So basically what we're going to be talking about is why, what, and how. Very, very, very important. I'm not going to come up here and give you all, you know, kind of like that motivational stuff. I'm going to give you some actionable stuff as well. But this stuff's important. If you know these three things, it clears it up. It makes that plan so much easier to follow. And it also gives you the drive that you need to keep moving when times get tough. So I'm going to tell you right now, times are going to get tough. Talk to a guy, Dave. He, I mean, he's been through barbed wire fence. He's been uh, blew up by a landline, and not physically, but felt like he had by going through these processes, um, freight forwarder problems, all kinds of stuff. And while he was having these problems, he launched two other problems. He just didn't give up, right? So you just can't give up. But anyway, the what, why, and the how we're going to talk about. Oops, I did advance, but didn't. Going to go back once. There we go. So why do you want to start your business? That's the first thing you need to understand. I want to make a million bucks. It's not clear enough. Everybody wants to make a million bucks, but why do you want to make the million bucks, right? I talked to a guy earlier, I'm not going to call him out. But we were talking about him doing it and why he's been listening. I have a podcast, if you don't know. I talk about this, my journey. And he said, I've been listening to you for nine months. You gave me all these resources. I'm just about ready to go, but I just haven't done it yet. We got talking about you know his family. He's you know got a couple of kids and he travels a lot. And he's like, you know, I just haven't done it. And I'm I'm like, okay, but why? You know, like what, what's holding you back? And he's like, no, I don't know. I just you know I work a lot and this that and the other thing. Then come to find out, he said, I kind of still like my job a little bit. Okay, your why isn't that much because your feet are to the fire and then the fire goes out, right? So if that why is not powerful enough. 
you're going to be excited, you're going to leave here, you're going to go at it for a week, and then it's just going to end. How many people have started to work out January 1st? <laughs> wow, no, no one has. A couple people. Yeah, okay. Right, I believe you. Uh, yeah, I have numerous times and uh, started for a month, if I got lucky, and then uh, I just stopped. Right? I'd be in the kitchen or in the, you know, watching TV with my, my bag of snack mix, elbow geek. That's a, elbow geek, I'm talking bag gone. Right? This is part yeah, this is part of it, right? My father just said it's true. It is true. We weren't supposed to say that. Your why will help you. And it's like I just said, you know. The why has to be so strong. It has to be because you're going to face these obstacles. We need to get you through them. You need to have that motivation that pushes you when you don't want to go forward. The why needs to be big. Clubber Lang. Anybody know Clubber Lang? <laughs> Rocky. I got a funny story about Rocky. Here, here's what happened. I was about, when this one came out, I was probably around 12 or 13 years old. Me and my good friend, Jim Krill, who's here with me today, by the way. Longtime friend. We've been friends since I was probably six years old. We played Little League together. Um, but uh, he, uh, him and I, we, we lived near each other. And we would um, watch Rocky. And we'd get all fired up, man. We were pumped. We went out and we'd start lifting weights. Remember the cement weight or the weights that had sand in them? You know, we'd get out there in our garage and we'd start pumping weight. And we'd do it for a couple days and then we'd stop. So we'd watch Rocky again in maybe six months. <laughs> But Rocky didn't stop. He didn't stop training. Why didn't he stop training? Because he's going to get his butt kicked by Clubber Lang. So his why was huge. If I was going to fight that guy, I'd be training every day. And then some. So you, you have to have the why. The why is, I'm telling you guys, the why is what drives, drives everything. It, it really, really does. Uh, why people quit or fail, they don't know their why, there's no target, just make the money. That's all they want to do, and there's no plan to follow. And I'm going to help you with those right there. Okay? I'm going to help you guys so you guys can kind of take your life, put it into perspective, and then create that plan so when you leave here, you can execute that plan. Does anybody want to do that? Yeah. All right. That was kind of weak, by the way. All right, so the path to my why was this. I was 19 years old, a construction worker. I got married at 21 years old. I had a kid when I was 22 years old. She's 20 now. She just got engaged uh, a couple weeks ago at Yankee Stadium. 21 years old, then. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. I feel old now, Okay? But she was my why, okay? Because I worked 60 hours a week for my father's company, a construction company that we built into a $2 million business in a short period of time. He started it on the back of his pickup truck. We built it into a pretty successful business. I learned a lot about business. I learned about what, what to do and what not to do. I learned partnerships are very, very hard. Family partnerships especially, okay? Be careful with that, little side tip. Um, but I worked 60 hours a week, busting my butt. I learned to trade. I had something I could take with me. I had no education. But I could definitely, definitely, I built my house uh, on the side when I was working 60 plus, plus hours. I did it, 11 months. Um, so I did that, right? But I burned out at about 25 years old. I mean burnout, but I was sitting there and I said to my wife, I want to be home more. I want to be able to spend time with you guys. I feel guilty. I feel bad. But I wanted to keep her home and she wanted to stay home because we wanted her to raise our kids. Um, and so that was our big aha or our big wake up. We didn't know what we were going to do, but we found the why. We found it, right? 
And from there, I felt like, what am I going to do? What, what can Scott do? What is he? What is he? What is he even possible doing? He doesn't have education, right? All I can do is just go out there and build stuff and help people fix their kitchens or something, right? That's all I knew. But I knew that there had to be a way. So her and I brainstormed opportunities. One opportunity came, and she said, maybe I can start taking pictures on the side as photography. I like photography. I love photography. People say I'm kind of good at it. I don't have any formal education, but in it, but I'm pretty good at it. So she, I said, you know what, honey? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's, I'll, I'll help you. We'll do part-time. We'll invest a little bit of money, 2500 bucks or something. 35 millimeter film by back then, by the way. No digital. All that stuff. So I said, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So we did it. I'm still working 60-plus hours. I'm willing to help her out. We're going ahead and we're, we're, we're kind of starting to get a little bit of buzz, right? But it didn't happen, or it wouldn't have happened if I didn't do that, right? But we figured out that exact number to quit. That was the next key thing. Okay, so we got the idea, and I'll talk about that in a second. But the, but the, the idea really came from the opportunity that we knew that we could do, okay? And for you guys, it could be Amazon right now, right? Or it could be something else in the future. Amazon can open a door for you that you don't even know that's there yet. I guess my point is here is, Back then, I wasn't thinking about selling on online at all, right? But because of those lessons that I learned, it built into where I am today. But basically, we figured out an exact number to quit. That's where we're going to get into the in, into the how and the why. But we, we created a plan because we needed to earn $1,000 per week for me to leave my job. So basically, 1000 bucks. How are we going to earn 1000 bucks? Well, let's see. We can charge 100 bucks for a client, and we can get 10 clients a week. So we created... Kind of look, you know, how are we going to do this, right? Like, how are we going to make this thing happen? And then we focused on those numbers, and then we took action. Fast forward, we built that business into a six-figure business in less than four years. And again, my wife had no photography background. I didn't even own a computer. Here's another true story. I told my father that I would never own a computer. <laughs> yeah. That's a true, true story. He was working on a computer, the old computer back in the day, a Windows machine, which I converted into a Mac. Sorry, any Windows players. Uh, but, you know, so, I, so he was honestly, I'm like, how can you spend all this time on this computer? If that thing ain't making money, I'm, why am I going to spend time on it? And he was doing stuff that was for business. But I said, I would never own it. Well, then I'm getting into Photoshop. I'm learning, right? I can use Photoshop, guys. A guy that never went to school. Taught myself with a book that thick. There was no YouTube videos back then. Book, do, book, do. Fast forward a little bit. I didn't even have this presentation, but I'll tell you anyway. Fast forward a little bit. I took that knowledge, and I, I now am teaching people on Photoshop. Okay? Because I learned something. Because I took the time to teach myself and learn. But if I would have taught, or if I would have said to myself, Scott, you can't because you're not educated. People that work on computers in design are educated. They go to school for graphic design. I didn't go to school for graphic design. I wouldn't have made it. It's too boring for me. I'm fast. I gotta get. I gotta get moving. I gotta. I gotta get stuff that I can do. So anyway, that's basically my my path to my why was right there. So if you can see what I'm saying here, you need to do this stuff. You need to get real with yourself. If you don't want to face your numbers on paper, like credit card debt, all that kind of stuff, you should. Because then you know what you gotta do, right? So right there, the why is is really really important. And remember, excuses. You know, again, I, I could have made all kinds of excuses. Scott, you don't have the education. Scott, uh, who's you know, who's going to listen to you? Who's going to who's going to take you as an authority? Who's going to? I could have said all those things when I was doing the photography, when I was doing the Photoshop, when I was doing all that stuff. But I didn't listen to those things. 
All right? So again, I want you guys to understand, you're gonna have excuses, understand that they're excuses because they're, they're trying to prevent you from, again, failing or thinking that you're gonna fail, all right? And I don't think failure is really a failure. I think it's a learning lesson, uh, personally. Um, okay, so your superpower, we all have one. Hashtag take action, okay? Everyone can take action, everyone in this room. Everybody can make excuses, too busy. I'm kind of tired when I get home, right? All these things. I know myself, when I was learning Photoshop, I was up at 1.32 o'clock in the morning to get back up to five. You know? I did what I had to do, right? So, you know, you just have to understand that you have that, we all have that, we all have choices. You have a couple choices right now. One, you can stay in your job if you're still working at a job, or you can make that second choice and say, I'm gonna work at my job, I'm gonna work on building my own business so I can do what I wanna do, so I don't have to work for people. And that's your option and that's your choice. So the what is, you have to discover what you're gonna target, and that's the number. That's the number that you want to hit, right? If you know that number, not a million dollars. I wanna make a million, great. What's the number? What's your weekly number? What's your daily number? What's it gonna be? If you know that, then you can create a plan to get there. Back to my, I need to, I need to earn a thousand dollars. 10 clients at a hundred bucks. And guess what, just to kind of rewind on that, we were charging $350 per session after we got going about two and a half years. So I only needed about three clients, maybe four, right? So I built that. We, we shot ourselves low. We were like, it's 100 bucks. It's 200 bucks. Fine. Get 1,000 bucks. We're in. We did it. I didn't mention that either. I left my job 18 months after we started that part time business. I left my father's company. He was cool with it, by the way. Uh, he didn't give me a hard time. He knew that we were in a bad situation with our business anyway because we had partnerships and stuff. So it was just kind of ugly. It's time for me to go. And I did. But I had a backup plan. I could always go out and remodel houses if I had to, right? You guys probably have a backup plan. I had another guy that said, uh, I could always go out and do what I was doing in my service business, whatever, right? Everybody, you can go back out and work if you want, or you can keep working and then do this on the side, right? But you need to know the what. So my what was, the freedom was equals $1,000 a week, 10 clients, right? That was my what, okay? So now let's talk about the how. Create the plan to get you there. Okay, if you create that plan, you can get there. Does that mean that the plan is gonna go right? No, does a play in football go right all the time? No, you gotta pivot, you gotta move, right? People are gonna throw stuff at you, you gotta dodge it. The people that, that get hit with stuff and then they're like, this is just too much work. There's gotta be something easier. And you start looking through your emails and you're like, there's a new shiny object. Let's do that. I can fall asleep tomorrow and wake up with thousands of dollars in my, in my inbox. It's crap. It ain't gonna happen. You're better off to stick with it and stick with it, all right? So a little quick exercise here. I wanna show you how to discover the why, the what, and the how. All right? Again, like I said, I want you guys to do this stuff. And don't do it right now, but do this stuff, okay? Because I'm telling you, it will open your eyes. It'll put a, a, such a clear lens on what you need to do. Because again, like I said, you were thrown with a ton of ideas even today. There's ideas that I got today and I'm like, damn, I'm gonna do that. That's good. Wow, I can take one product and put it over five different marketplaces. Damn, I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it right now, not me. Maybe you, maybe you're at that stage in your business that you're gonna do it. If you've got a business right now and you're at that stage, focus on that. Get that part done. But if you don't even have a product pick yet, why are you even thinking about that? So think about the things that you can do right now. And all that other stuff, put it in your toolbox. I always got to relate to construction because that was my business, all right? 
With my business, if I didn't have my tools, I couldn't do my jobs, right? So you know, I got my tools, I know what I can do. Oh, I can go over here, I can do this, I can do this, and that's a great thing, I'll try that, do that, right? But you have to pick one thing and focus on that one thing, okay? And again, let's go ahead and talk about how we're gonna do this. So the life of Bob, Bob's gonna sound a lot like me, by the way. A lot like me. Bob is a 36-year-old man, he's married, 13 years, loves his wife, loves his three kids, works 60 plus hours a week, sound familiar? Uh, makes $50,000 per year, burnout and frustrated. The why, his why is obviously his time with his wife and kids, right? Now does anybody here have kids in, in the audience? Okay, you wanna spend more time with your kids? Some may might not, some might not. But does everybody, much sometimes, right? I, I get it, I, I get annoyed with my kids sometimes too, but for the most part, I want to be able to be home with them, or I want to go on those vacations, I want to roll sugar cookies with my daughter in the afternoon, or I want to go to my son's basketball game, or my baseball game. I don't want to have someone tell me I can't go to that, right? So that was my why, that's Bob's why, right? He wants to be able to go, this is his wife comes out and says, uh, hey Bob, uh, forgot to tell you, this Friday, uh, you know, Caroline's got a play at school at one o'clock. Oh, damn, I can't make it, I can't get out of it. You know what I do? Yeah, block it out. Yeah, I'll be there, no problem. I don't miss that stuff. So to me, it's just precious. But your why might be different. Maybe you just want to earn a little bit of extra money to help you work 60 hours, you got to record. That's cool. Whatever it is, you got to figure it out, and that's you. But this is Bob. So you want to take that what. Now we're in the what, right? We know now why we want to do it. Now what are we going to do? What is it that we have to do to get to that freedom goal? That's the freedom goal, right? So we're going to divide that by 365 days, and that comes out to $137 a day to get that $50,000. Does that seem a little bit easier than just thinking about, oh, I gotta go make $50,000? You can break it down, you can chunk it down, right? And if we're talking about Amazon, that's doable, guys. That's doable, and we're just talking about Amazon, all right? We're not talking about Etsy, who I just talked to a woman who's crushing it on Etsy, or eBay, eBay sucks. Well, no, eBay, still people make money on it, right? So, uh, you just gotta figure that out and then figure out the plan to get to the 137. You don't have to figure about the 50,000, you figure out the 137, all right? And it doesn't mean you gotta go after and you're gonna say, I'm gonna nail that number first out of the gate. That's the target. Remember what we talked about. It's the, it's the, you know, the dartboard. You gotta find out that target so you know what you're focusing on. So let's take that $137 per day, something I call and I teach the 10 by 10 by one strategy, something I follow, it's 10 sales a day, $10 profit at one profit. That's $100 per day. Pretty easy math. I don't need that much of an education to figure that out. All right? Pretty, pretty easy math. So now what we need to do, now that's not the, we're not hitting the exact number though, right? We're, we're not at 50 grand at that mark. We're at like, what's that, three grand a month? Right? So we're not there. But it's a start. And if you can do that, you can replicate that. Now you rinse and repeat on that, right? Now you get 100, you get another profit. Now we do, $200 a day. Then maybe at this point you got two products that are running, and then maybe you want to say, maybe that's the international markets that we learned today. Right? That right there simplifies the process. Okay? Simplify the process and go after the number and the strategy. Now, you might hit 10 sales a day at $8 profit out of the gate because you're getting your, you're getting your feet wet. You're getting yourself going, right? You're starting to build that momentum. You're going to get to the $10 profit, but maybe you start at eight, maybe you start at seven. It's still a start. Right? But you need to have that there so you can focus on something. 
All right, so the plan again is the why, time with family. The what is $50,000 a year, and the how is 10 by 10 by one. Now, doesn't that seem a lot easier to, to think about that you gotta, you gotta focus on versus focusing on everything that you gotta do within a business? Now, there's different stages of that that we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna share that with you, right? Because when you have a plan, you gotta have something you can execute. If you've got two hours a day, and you're sitting down at your computer, what am I gonna work on now? Should I do research? Should I do sourcing? I had that one I was thinking about. Which one should I do? What if you had something that you had on your thing that said, today is an hour of product research on Tumble Scout? Locked in, man. Hour. Locked in. No email, no nothing. Hour. Maybe it's when the kids go to bed. Maybe it's in the morning before they get up. Hour. Right? You do that consistently. And then we move through the process. And then when you get through that process, you're gonna see at the end of the year, you're gonna go, whoa, look what I just did. Right? And that's what it's about. Commitment. So many people will start to commit, but they don't really commit. You need to commit to you, really, to you and what you want, right? So in this case, let's say Bob is willing to say, you know what, I'll get up a little early and I'll stay up an hour late. Or maybe I'll stay up two hours late and get up my normal time. Commitment, you need to have it. And when you have that why that is so strong, you will get up early, you will stay up late, sacrifice a few hours. If it's important enough, you will do it. Going back to the why, I kind of still like my job. Oh, 5.30, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep in. I kind of like my job, I don't really need to leave my job yet. I'll wait till next week, right? The commitment and the why. Right? You need to have the why, the commitment needs to stick to the why. So your goals and timelines. This one right here, $100 per day to start is 10 by 10 by one. Let's shoot for 90 to 120 days. You see what I'm doing? I'm giving myself sprints. I'm not saying in the next six and a half months, I think that I should be able to do this. Well, you're taking that and you're going, I'm gonna put a plan together for 90 days and I'm gonna stick to it. Anybody here, dabble in like Insanity or Beachbody products, P90X, I have. Great programs. But you know what? I knew all that stuff. I knew it all. Eat less calories, eat two more meals a day, or you know, six meals a day, eat good nutrition, work out 30, 40 minutes a day. Yeah, it'll work. But you get in a program, and you follow that program, you stick to the program, because it's it's like that, right? Why not do that for your life? Why not do that for your business? If you do that for your business, you'll be able to get through it. And then when you get through it, you're gonna look back and go, wow, that was 90 days already, that's cool, look what I did. Look how much weight I lost, or look at how much inventory I got in now and I'm starting to sell, right? You're, you're now down that path. And now in 90 days, you can reset, or 120 days, and you can reset, and then go, all right, cool, I got to my $100 a day, now let's do that again. Let's add to that, right? And then you start building that momentum, all right? I literally drew this before I came. My artwork is terrible. So I failed art too, I didn't really fail, but I should. It's terrible, right? Look at the little guy, look at Bob, he's sad. Look at Bob. Poor Bob. But Bob created a plan. Good job, Bob. We're gonna do some research. That's phase one right there. We're gonna source in phase two. We're gonna get samples in phase three. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, find or we're gonna order the product. You just follow that process, right? You follow it all the way through. 
Don't jump all the way to the end where I put tweak on number nine. What are you tweaking? There's nothing to tweak. Research. If you're into research, like Andy said, and a lot of these guys up here in the panel, 85% of it, and I agree 100%. If you can get good at that, game over. You can do anything you want, whenever you want, because you're gonna have control of the product that you know. You don't have to get a ton of reviews. You don't have to do a ton of pay-per-click, right? But you have to start with a plan. And this is the plan that I've always created for myself when I'm doing a product. It's exactly it, right there. Everything. Now, are there a lot of different things in between those? Yeah, but in the research phase, I'm not jumping ahead. I'm going in that order. So create that for yourself and make that 90-day sprint. And I promise you, when you do that, you're gonna be amazed. You're also gonna feel good, because guess what? When we do something, we don't have to work out for a, for a week. We jump on a scale, we're like, oh, I do. Oh man, 20 pounds. Hmm. All right, I'll do it again. You go ahead, you do it again. Oh, man, I'm working hard. Then you go and you stop halfway, and I'm gonna get a donut today, move on. Come back on. Damn, I'm up two pounds. Oh, I did all the work over here. Oh, I forgot the donut. Right? So you have to, you have, I know I'm using that analogy, but. It, it, it's, it's the truth, right? You have to stick to that plan. If you commit to it, commit, remember that word, commit, commit to yourself. If you do that, put the blinders on, forget everything else, you will advance. So all of this stuff that we learned this weekend, whether you're starting retail art, whether you're starting private label, whatever you're doing, focus on what you want to do, okay? Because there's always gonna be opportunities coming in at you. And as being an entrepreneur, you're gonna find that even more, you're gonna see opportunities. Because now, here's another thing that's gonna happen, trust me, once you see all this that's happening, and some of you might already be there, you're gonna have someone that comes up, and you should be paying attention to people too when they're talking to you, because that's how you can find product ideas, or people that are already selling something. Someone might come up to you and be like, you know, I really got this, uh, this product that I'm selling, it's an organic, you know, I don't know, lotion or something like that, and it's a friend of yours, and they're selling on the farmer's market, and you're like, hmm, I'm starting to sell over here. Maybe I could help that person sell. You could, but is that gonna take away from your plan? Put that on pause, stick to the plan. All right, because the opportunities are gonna be there, talent. You're, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, look at this. Hey, uh, you're here on a pizza, you're having pizza with friends, watching football. All of a sudden you start hearing stuff like, uh, so you do that, huh? Trust me, I know. I, I turn things away now that I wanna do, just not enough bandwidth, but I know what I need to focus on, all right? And I've gotten distracted, you know, even since I started this, you know? I, I probably should just rewind real quick though. Because some of you might not have heard my story, my full story, but I got into Amazon as an experiment, in a sense, to add another revenue stream to my 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 life, right? To my my businesses. I have a couple different businesses, and I'm always dabbling, right? As an entrepreneur, you're always dabbling. But I started hearing about this private, this uh, not private label. I started hearing about retail art, and I thought it was sound cool. Like, oh, cool, you go in, you find this product, it's great. So I went in with my wife, but again, remember. I didn't have a huge why for this channel, but I had my why, which was kind of already working. But I was like, it's, I, want to, I want to strengthen you know, my, my revenue streams. So that's when I did, the, I, I said, you know, I'm gonna do retail art. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot. So I went into, uh, I'll never forget it, I went into, I think, a Rite Aid or something. And I got my scanner app on there. I went over, and I went, boop. And literally about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I was out of there. I couldn't do it. So you guys that are doing retail art, man, I tip my hat to you guys. It's a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, 
And I think it's a great strategy if you're just getting started and you're scared and you're nervous. Um, it's a great way to get your feet wet. Me personally, I didn't need to do it, so I didn't do it. If I needed to do it, I would have did it. And I mean that because, like I said, I, my wife and I had our photography stuff going on, still do, uh, not taking pictures, but teaching it. Um, and we have like templates and stuff for, for photography type stuff, for Photoshop. But, you know, that I didn't need it. But I still wanted the revenue. I wanted to add to my revenue. So that's when I started hearing about private labeling. Make a long story short, I said, you know what, I'm gonna give this thing a shot. I'll, I'll invest a little bit of money, a little bit of time. I did it, I gave myself 90 days after I started getting into it. And uh, my first 90 days, I generated uh, just over 40K in revenue. Now to some people, it's not a lot of money. I'm hearing people talk hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what, that's awesome. But again, just a regular guy, seeing what this thing can do. All right, six months did 120k for the year. We did 300, just over 300k. So as an entrepreneur, I'm like, damn, this thing's got some legs. I might want to focus on this. It's a test. It's an experiment. It kind of worked. And now here I am, more excited than ever about this opportunity because I still am doing exactly that. I had little sprints, just a little bit different now, right? Because I, I went through the process multiple times. Um, does every product that I want to launch, does it hit the market? No, I've got products that I've got kind of in the bucket that I've said, eh, I'm not really sure I want to pull on that one. But it's still, you got to see as you're going through this stuff, your, your, your 90 day sprints are going to change because you don't need to do some of that stuff anymore because you've already done it. Um, so anyway, I just went off the script on that one a little bit. Um, rinse and repeat. Once you go through that 90 days, you know what you got to do now. That's the process. Don't overcomplicate it. You've learned everything. Um, you know, some, some of us were talking here on the panel about freight forwarding. I haven't done that yet. I could have, but it was like, on my products, it wasn't going to make sense for me to do it right now. And all of the other things that I was going to have to do for that to make it happen, it didn't make sense for me. So if it doesn't make sense for you, don't do it until it makes sense. You don't have to do it like that. Just because, and you can say, I, I love the I love the panel because we're so diverse. It's just so many different different ways. And I heard so much feedback and everybody was saying, I loved it because it's just so, there's so many different ways. And you're going to have a different way. Your way might be a little different than mine or theirs. So don't worry about following things, everything step by step. Take bits and pieces, but go through the process. And once you go through the process, you're going to learn a ton, I promise you. Um, slow and steady wins the race. You guys have probably heard that and seen that, right? You can come out of the gate and run 100 miles an hour, but you're going to get tired, right? So do it slow. You know, you don't have to go out there and think that you're going to. I mean, you're gonna want to, trust me, I still do. I'm like, oh, I got an idea, boom, 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 when's it gonna get to market? How do I get to market quick? It just doesn't happen that way. So that's why you just need to understand that if you can do this slow and steady, you will win, you will win that race. You guys have probably seen this on Facebook. I see, I picked this up off Facebook, I've seen that hundreds of times. I love this image. Look at that. That guy is digging. He's almost there. Almost there, man. But Bob, I'm gonna call him Bob. Bob gave up. He was that close to getting that diamond. That close. This guy appears big and he might make it. So don't stop because you're almost there. And whether it's this or whether it's something else, just remember that. Because if you don't give it your full attention and your full drive, you're never going to know. And just understand that it's not going to be easy. You know, that guy was probably tired at that point. He gave up. He went home. Got that bag of checks mix. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so expect up and downs are going to be there. They happen every day to me. 
whether it's in this business or other businesses or life, right? We all have problems. We all there's no one here that that doesn't have their share of problems or ups and downs. We have it. Face it. We're gonna have them. Um, embrace them. Understand that they're there for a reason. They're there to teach you. They're there to see how strong you are to get through those. You will. You'll get through them. But just you have to figure out that plan, right? You have to figure out your, you know, your why and your what and your how. And if you figure that stuff out, it'll be much easier to go through them. So take action to get results. Learn from doing, not just consuming. These conferences are great. They're awesome. They teach us a ton. But until you put it into action, you will never know what it's going to do. Ever. So you have to take action. You guys have heard my podcast. That's all I talk about because it's so important. So important. So adopt the compound effect. Do small things consistently every day and you'll build momentum and get results. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. The compound effect. If you guys have not read this book, read this book. If you don't read books like me, get the Audible book. Okay? Get the, audit, the audio version. I can't read, guys. I can read. I just don't like it. I get distracted. Um, I can listen. I listen to podcasts. I listen to audio books. Feed your mind with what it means to make you a better person, a better business person. It will help you. One thing he talked about, and this kind of relates to everybody in this room, we're all like-minded people. So this is going to help us when we get, when we get into ups and downs, right? We can, we can lean on each other. But he talks about you are the average of the five people that you hang around with, right? Or he talks about this glass of water, and then you dump in some dirty water. You're going to have people that are going to be like, what the heck are you doing? It's a scam. You're going to hear that. Anybody hear that? Awesome. Glad you heard that because it's, it's happened. Funny story. A lady I, I interviewed on my podcast, she was at a Christmas party with her, um, with her cousin. And her cousin was talking about selling on Amazon. And she's like, what the heck are you doing now? So he must be this guy that kind of dabbles, probably did a little Amway. Anybody do Amway here? I have, when I was about 21, thought I was going to be the ticket. <laughs> Had a lot of good soap, though. <laughs> I think I still have some in the box downstairs. <laughs> yeah, Amway. So I, I learned lessons from that, though. I learned personal skills and stuff, so I, I learned stuff from that. I didn't make anything of it, but I did learn stuff. But um, there, there's going to be things there, okay? And like, like the dirty water thing, it's like, you are like the people that you surround yourself with. Going back to the story, I just went off on track and I lost it. So the lady that I interviewed, she was at a Christmas party and she, she got this idea about Amazon from him. And she's like, oh, what the heck are you doing? So she goes, well, I'm not gonna let you do it. You know, you're gonna do this and I'm, I'm gonna do it with you. So she went ahead and she didn't have enough money to get started. So I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't have that much money to get started. She had like 250 bucks and then she went and did some retail arm. She built it up to 1100 bucks. She bought product private label product after she earned her 1100 I did an interview with her in the fourth quarter. She was doing 130 units a day. A day. She said, Scott, I was trying to follow the 10 by 10 by 1. I said, okay, good for you. I'm proud of you. You did it. You know, Don't expect that, but it's a good surprise, right? So she doubted it, but then she went in. She made a way, she found a way to make it happen. I had another guy I just interviewed too. 
Um, he, same thing, didn't have a lot of money. He knew a little bit about retail art, he bought books. He, he ran an ad in Craigslist uh, for like some uh, school books for college. And he said, hey, college kids, want to earn some money? Get your books in here, we'll pay more than, than your bookstore or whatever. He sold them, he made some money there. He bought some stickers on Craigslist. He sold them for $1,300 or $1,300 profit, something like that. He took that money and he turned it into private label. He's got four products launching. Right now he's got two, he's got two more launching. No excuses. I mean, it really comes down to it, right? I mean, you guys have all the information you need right now. The only person that's holding you back is you. Honestly. I mean, I can, I can sit up here and talk strategy and techniques and it's all there. It's simple in a sense, but it's not easy, all right? So Kanai, Tony Robbins, another guy that has really influenced me. Some people love him, some people hate him. But my kids all know this right now. It's called Kanai. Constant, never-ending improvement. I learned that again when I was about 22 years old, going through some tough times. And um, my mother-in-law, who's no longer with us, she, uh, she gave me a box set that she no longer wanted of cassettes. And I listened to that. And it really helped me. But one thing that stood out was the Kanai. And I, all my kids, if you ask my kids, you know what Kanai is, Adelia? Yeah? I know what it is. Constant, never-ending improvement. And it's funny, I did, um, I was doing the slides with my son, he's an 18-year-old kid, going to prep school next year for basketball, really proud of him. And we always talk the work ethic that it takes to be a great athlete. And it goes a lot with business, it goes a lot with life. But he was watching the slides here, I showed him the slides, what do you think? He gave his opinion. He was like, that's good. I go, sounds a lot like you. Right now, he comes to me the other day, and he's like, you know, I want to try to go D1. D1 basketball, for anybody that doesn't know out there, it's, it's a high-level basketball for college. He's probably, and I'm not going to down him, but probably really looking at like maybe D2. But he wants D1. I said, if you want it, go get it. But he's like, I got this, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I go, see these slides? That's you. Create your plan. Now you just execute. So the next day we went to the gym, and he put up 200 threes. Made threes. So he shot probably 400, maybe 500. But he made 200. But he didn't leave the gym until there was 200 made. Then he made another 100 foul shots. Then he made another 50 layups, layups on the left and the right. you got to go out there, take action, create a plan, and execute. And if you do that, you will reach your goals. Use the power of like-minded people, like I said, conferences, local meetups, Facebook groups. Um, again, I'll go back to my son real quick. You know, I told him, if you want to be successful in sports, hang around with successful people in sports that are doing better than you. You do not want to be the smartest man in the room or woman in the room. You want to be able to always grow and excel. And I've always told them you want to be on a team that you're not the best because you want to strive to be the best. Really, really important. So the action steps for you guys are these. Figure out your true why. Get clear with it. Get really, really clear with that. Figure out your freedom, lifestyle, money goals. Create your plan and timelines. Do this stuff. Don't just shrug this off, please. If I can take five of you that actually do it, I'm telling you, it will, it, it will definitely change your life. So just start, don't try and plan everything. Another thing I hear a lot of people like, well, what about this, what if this, what if that, what if this? Deep, 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 deep. Don't worry about all that stuff. Worry about the basics and move forward. That's what you need to do. So that's your action steps, all right? I want you guys to do that stuff. So that's basically all I got. Hashtag just start. Get out there, do something, create your plan, find your why, find your what, and find your how. Thank you.
10 minutes of, uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take 10 minutes of question and answer, okay, uh, with Scott. And then um, we are going to do Brad's thing over at the Berkshire, Berkshire uh, at 9.30 for those of you guys who are there. And um, we are we do have a shuttle that only fit like 15 people. So if you have another means to get over there and take that, I know that either the people that don't or grab a ride with somebody that's going there. Uh, so, okay, let's just go ahead. You just want to run it. You can just do that. Um, I'll run the uh, Yeah, run anybody the have microphone. any quick questions they, they want to? Got a question back here? Okay. Hi, Scott. Thanks a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed the speech, and uh, me and my partners watch your podcast all the time. So, <laughs> just have to say thanks for putting all that great free material. Uh, my question's about variations. Um, I see some of the competitors that we're going against, they have, uh, for instance, multiple color variations, and they don't have them listed where they can, uh, say just one listing where you can click multiple different color size variations. They actually have separate listings for each different product, and they have about four or five products on the first page, so they're doing very well. So my question is, is it more advantageous for us to have just one listing with multiple variations listed within it, or have multiple listings. Um, so, um, yeah, we have we could have multiple products say on the first or second page. No, yeah, I, I get it. Um, it's a great question. It, it really does depend because if you're trying to rank four different products or three different products on page one, you're going to be working to really push those four. I personally like the variation strategy. A couple different reasons. Um, one is because you can then use all of the reviews that are on your listing, so you don't have to build separate views. Um, depending on how competitive you are, if you're even going after getting reviews, if that's an important factor for you. Um, the other thing uh, I like with having variations on one listing is you get to use the back end for the keywords in all those variations. So now you can really blanket the area. So technically you have like, if you do three variations, you have three pieces of property now, technically, that can be found. They're just not visible individually. But what you're saying is if you go to the first page and you can see three different listings, that is pretty powerful. Um, but in the same breath, there's, there's advantages to the other by having all of everything housed under the one. I prefer doing that, me personally. But in different circumstances, it, it could, that could be different. Again, there's no one really right thing here, other than for me personally, I like having things under one listing. The other thing is, if you run out of inventory of one variation, your whole listing doesn't go down. Okay? Or if you have a problem, which happened to me recently, where one of my variations had a high refund rate because it was missing a part in the bag, um, and uh, because of that, it pulled that one variation down, but now what I was able to do is merchant fulfill that one because I had some in a warehouse and then I could keep it live in a sense, but it was merchant fulfilled. It still hurt my listing, by the way, but it still didn't get me out of inventory for all those other variations. Um, so there's a lot of great things for variations too. You can do a lead-in offer where you do a, a lower price item and then when people see the lower price item, they can buy the multi-pack or the three-pack, four-pack, whatever. So there's a lot of different advantages to the variation. I like the variations. And if you're, even if you're only, let me just say this too, it's a great, great uh, tip. Even if you're not going to do a variation right today, set it up as a variation. Because if you don't, you're going to have to then pull the flat file and re-upload it, and then it's, it's a nightmare. You'll, you'll lose your, your uh, usually you'll, you'll lose your reviews for a day, and then they'll come back. But man, it is, it's nerve-wracking when your those reviews go away. Yeah. Because you got like 800 reviews sitting there, and then they're gone, and you're like, oh my gosh, and then all of a sudden they come back. But 
I only have to do that once, but um, whenever I can, because the variation won't show up unless it's got inventory in it. So even though the, the variation is there, it won't show up until you have inventory in stock. All right, another question? So I'm doing a research and uh, uh, looking into uh, this product. I noticed that uh, I came to the conclusion that the manufacturer, China, Chinese manufacturer, had most of these listings because I went and looked at the factory and they're all showing up. You know, there's probably out of 16, there were seven listings that were, you know, the factory. What do you think they think about, you know, uh, selling product and selling your own product on, on Amazon? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm trying to source, am I going to uh, get crushed? You know what I mean? Because you're saying that a Chinese manufacturer is selling on Amazon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a red flag. Um, me personally, I, I wouldn't like that. Um, but then again, I would, that's why I would probably want to differentiate whether that's with a bundle or whether that's with a modification of that product. I think going back to that, I really want to just highlight that with what was said up here. I think Brad had said it was, um, you know, going through those reviews is really powerful. Are you going through those reviews and picking apart what people are complaining about and then just modifying that? I mean, he was talking about creating a mold, which, yeah, that's, you can do that and you should do that when you get to that level. But it could be a simple thing is like, they just wish that the Velcro was better. You're something, you know? So just fix the problem. And then call that problem out in your images. So if you have a, a thing that has, you know, a comparison chart, you can show, you know, competitors and yours, not their product, but you can say, competitors, this, and this is your features, and then it'll call that out. Um, so reviews are huge for finding the problems and fixing them with a small tweak. Yeah, good. What, uh, another question? Got time for probably two more. you actually do what you just said, which made sense? Do you actually do a picture of a comparison chart? Yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually something I'm starting to do a little bit more of. And uh, i got a couple products right now that's going to work really well with. Um, that, uh, yeah, you actually have a comparison chart. And you can just say competitor. And then you can say yours. And you can show check marks. Right now you see it in, like, green and then red, you know, or X's. Uh, so that that really that caught up. The other thing is, too, let me throw in a little tip that just kind of came to me about images. Um, and I thought it was brilliant, um, was you want to talk about the benefits of your product, okay? And you can show, like, one picture of the lady being like, oh, right? And then the other one of, like, ah, you know? So it's kind of like the problem, the solution, right? That works. Not as cheesy as that, but you get what I mean. <laughs> Another question? When you're sourcing, are you still using email, or are you going to Skype now where other... Instead of instead of saying email script as was discussed before, you just going right to Skype. And if so, are you still following the script, or are you being more organic when you're talking to agents? Well, the the script that you're talking about is one that I shared, and that I, I learned that by by going through back and forth emails. Um, I love what Andy said about going through the, the uh, Alibaba the thing there so you can get it live. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, but what I still do is I still do the script. What the script is basically just, it's, it's a template that I created that I just kind of custom tailor to that product. That allows me to contact 20 suppliers like that. And then I wait for the feedback to come back. So out of 20, if 10 contact me back, then I can start the review process or the, the uh, kind of the interview process with those people. And then from there, I can switch over to Skype. And I do go Skype, but I don't verbally talk Skype. I just text them. I, and I hate texting, by the way, or typing. But uh, yeah, I just go ahead and hammer away, and, and we kind of we work it out there. So that's how I do it now. And Skype is really probably the best way to do it because you don't have any delay uh, in that. Okay, one more. One more. Anyone? No questions. That was easy. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I'm 
You got a question? Now, nah, for the video, we want to get it on there. So let me run back to you. I just want to know, everyone talks about China, but have you had an experience with India? I have not yet, but I, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, you know, we all talk about China because that's what everyone talks about, and that's what everybody's doing, and it's, it's kind of easy and easier. Um, but you should be trying to find other places, because if you find those places, it's going to make you a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, of an advantage that you have. Um, same thing with the U.S. suppliers, like we talked about. Like, you know, you might want to start a U.S. supplier, and then if you can get it later, China side to do that. But, yeah, I would definitely say if you have an opportunity to, to dig into that, for sure. And they have that in Alibaba. You don't just have to search in China. They've got the setting there. You can check out the countries. Yeah. Just there's not a lot of them that are available. I know people that have sourced in Mexico. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, that definitely can do that. So, we good? I think so. We good? We love Scott. All right, guys. Guess what? Still on? Still on? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Rocky Mountain Reseller Conference 2016. Okay, so there you have it. There is the uncut raw footage from Periscope that I did at the Rocky Mountain Resellers Conference. Had a blast. Had a really, really good time meeting all of you that did attend. If you didn't attend, hopefully we can meet in the future. But again, I want to go back to what I talked about in that presentation, and that was discovering your why, your what, and your how. I mean, we've got tons of information coming at us, right, left and right, and there's a lot of great information, but we need to focus on what we need to focus on right now, and we need to create that that path, that plan to be able to execute and take action, as you heard me say that in that presentation. And you're going to hear me keep saying that because I believe in it, and I think that you know we can sit here and consume a ton of information all day and every day, but until we act on that information, we will not get any results. It's just that simple. So again, I want to remind you, take the information that you learn wherever you learn it and apply it to what you need to apply it to now, right? The thing that's going to move you through that plan. I want you to really listen again if you need to, to create your own plan, to really illustrate and and figure out exactly what your why is and why you want to achieve the what, right? And then from there, how are you going to do it? I want you to do that. Do that exercise just as I told all of the people watching on Periscope and in the live audience to do. I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say, Scott, that was awesome. That's exactly what I needed and I'm going to do that. I'm going to create my 90-day sprint. So go ahead and do that. That's your homework, all right? And before I let you go, I wanted to remind you, you heard me talk about Periscope. I'm on Periscope, and I'm trying to do them on a regular basis. Or when I do an event like this, I'm trying to have that recorded. So if you want to kind of get behind the scenes stuff before I air it or before I let it you know, be known to the public or whatever, just go ahead and follow me on Periscope. It's very simple. You just go to periscope.tv, look me up at Scott Volker, and you'll find me there. I'm also doing a little bit more on Snapchat. Go there, find me um, at Scott Volker one. That's my, uh, my username there at Scott Volker one. And as always, if you wanted to learn exactly how to put together your plan to launch your first product, I do a live workshop where I actually walk through all of the steps to get there, and you can register for an upcoming one by going over to theamazingseller.com 
forward slash workshop and you can register there. And as always, the show notes to this episode will be on this episode's show notes. So that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 207. You'll also have the Periscope video there um, of this audio that you just listened to. And you'll also have the show notes and transcripts to this episode. So that's it, guys. That's what I got for you. I got to remind you guys, though, one more time, remember that I'm here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to say it with me and say it loud and say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next